Welcome to Cheers Shots to the Cranium. I'm Stephen Goforth. I am back with my analysis of the Extreme Rules pay-per-view, giving my thoughts, my feedback, my analysis of that pay-per-view, plus I have some other interesting thoughts that are running around my cranium that I'd love to swing my chair at. So, without further ado, let's jump right in to the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Match number one of the night was the Deleter of Worlds against the B-Team for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So I picked the B-Team on this one, and lo and behold, they did it. They pulled it off. They pulled off the upset of the Deleter of Worlds. I know that kind of shocked a lot of people. Some people had uh, no clue or, or felt like they didn't have a chance of beating the Deleter of Worlds, but they did, and I'm excited. I'm glad to see it. Like I said in my prediction show that I enjoy the B-Team. I think Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas deserve to have these championships around their waist. I think they've worked hard. I, again, find them extremely entertaining, and I'm glad of it. And how about the excitement that they showed after the win? I mean, that was just so entertaining to me. And, again, extremely hilarious as well. So glad to see it. Also glad to see Bo and Bray in the ring together. Uh, not too many times we've got to see these two real-life brothers in the ring, uh, especially since they've been caught up to the main roster, so that was also very entertaining. Love to see them do more work with one another. So again, pick the B team. Glad to see it. So after that match, Kurt Angle comes out and makes the announcement about Brock Lesnar, giving him an ultimatum, ultimatum so to speak, that, hey, you know what? Uh, either you defend it or you're going to be stripped of the title or you show up on Raw. So I'm glad he did that. And did you see the fan reaction on that? I mean, those fans were happier than a dog with two tails. They loved it. And is that not evidence enough that this was long overdue, that something needed to be done about this Brock Lesnar situation, not defending the title, not being present? So I was very happy to see that. Fans want it. And I think they're finally going to get something here. So we'll see how this plays out at SummerSlam. Of course, we've seen some things develop on Raw and uh, trying to come up with the number one contender for Brock Lesnar. So we will see how that pans out, whether or not that's going to be Roman Reigns or whether that's going to be Bobby Lashley. Later in the show, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my opinion of Roman Reigns. So match number two of the night was Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. So I predicted Finn Balor, and he won. So 2-0 and on that one. I'm happy. So, you know, obviously Baron Corbin in this match dominated uh, most of it, and Balor had a few moments, and he, of course, picked up the victory with the inside cradle. Glad to see that. I thought it was an okay match. I thought that uh, Baron Corbin looked pretty good in the match, and he played his character well and looked like a picture of destruction at times. So let's see if this results in a big push for Finn. I hope it does. And I hope it has you know, good things on the horizon for Baron Corbin as well. Going on to match number three was Carmella versus Asuka for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I picked Asuka on this one. Of course, I was wrong. Carmella retains with the help of the chinless one. So he sticks his nose in it regardless of the fact that he was up in a shark tank or shark cage rather above the ring that did not stop him he found a way to get out Addy go my guest on my prediction show said that Ellsworth needed to stay out keep his nose out of the 
match, mind his own business. Of course, that did not happen. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I don't think I've, I can ever remember a time that the shark cage played a hand or assisted in the victory of someone. And we saw that for the first time with Carmella taking Asuka, slamming her head into the shark cage and giving her the victory. So, again, I thought that was kind of interesting. So, again, Carmella retains. Let's see how things shape out there. Again, I, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, I picked Asuka. Yeah, I wanted Asuka to win. But I don't have an issue with Carmella. I think she's playing a great heel role right now. I think she's fine-tuning her in-ring skills every time she gets out there. So, uh, again, I'm not a hater of Carmella in any way, shape, or form. And I'm interested to see how long she can keep this and entertain us with that. Match number four of the night was Jeff Hardy against Shinsuke Nakamura for the United States title. I picked Nakamura on this, and he won. However, did not expect to see it be such a short match between the two. Very surprising. I would have loved to have seen more wrestling, trading spots back and forth. I was really looking forward to this in this match. But... Big surprise on how this turned out. You kind of needed an oh wow moment, and we got that with it being such a short match. Uh, of course, Shinsuke uh, giving a cheap shot to Jeff Hardy in order to help him with that victory. Of course, Randy Orton comes out after the match. What does this mean? Is, is Orton making a heel turn, or was he just throwing in his cheap shot there on Jeff Hardy just because he can? Uh, is this setting up a match? between Nakamura and Orton at SummerSlam. Time will tell on that one, but glad to see the Viper come out after that match, make his presence known, spice things up a little bit. Match number five of the night was Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in the steel cage. I picked Braun Strowman. Of course, that did not happen. And you know what? I don't think Strowman cares if he wins. He doesn't care. He just wants to cause destruction and havoc wherever he goes. Victories mean nothing to this man. So Kevin Owens with the victory goes down the record books, obviously. But throwing Kevin off of that cage was Foley-like. That was a Foley-like bump that Kevin took there. I hope he's okay, but man, was that fun to watch. And I, I, I hope to see more of that kind of stuff. I really do. I miss that. So, again, good match in my opinion. I was very entertained by it. I like the angle there with um, Owens handcuffing Strowman to the rope. I thought it was over at that point. I thought, okay, this is how he's going to win. Uh, and it, of course, didn't happen that way. And I was just pleasantly surprised by the entire match. So, kudos to those gentlemen. Good win by Kevin Owens, even though he had to pay for that one. Match number six of the night was Blood, the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I picked Team Hell No on this one. I was pleasantly surprised. I was glad to see the Bludgeon Brothers retain, and I'm going to tell you why later in the show. The attack in the back gave the champs, obviously, a, a huge advantage. So kudos to them for coming up with that strategy to weaken their opponent. I think it's time for Sanity to come in and challenged the Bludgeon Brothers for those championships. That was my pick, as you've heard in some of my other shows. It's time for Sanity to come in and challenge them. They made a huge statement in the pre-show against the New Day, so I'd love to see that match. The Bludgeon Brothers defending against Sanity at SummerSlam. 
So going on to match number seven, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. I picked Roman. Lashley wins. Again, pleasantly surprised on this one. The match seemed to be leading up to Roman's Reigns having another victory. However, it turned, and I agree with that Lashley victory. The crowd just did not seem to be into this match. Clearly, they were making chance again. They were completely off topic from the match. So what happens with Reigns after this? What happens to Bobby Lashley? They've got a rematch coming up next week on Raw to see who's the number one contender. We kind of see where this may be going with Reigns winning again, going on to, or Reigns winning rather, and going on to face Brock again for that universal title. I hope that's not what we're going to see, but time will tell. So I've got more to say about Roman Reigns later in the show. Match number eight of the night was Alexa Bliss defending her Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. I picked Alexa. Alexa won. So, like I said before, weapons was, was going to even this thing out between the two. And I think it did. Obviously, the interference that we saw with Mickey and Natalia helped a little bit, too. Uh, again, my co-host in my last show, Addy Go, said, hey, you know what? Keep the interference away. Keep Natalia out of it. Keep Mickey out of it. Let's just see Naya and Alexa go at it and see who the real winner here is. We didn't see that. So that part was disappointing. Ronda, of course, got involved, setting up that SummerSlam match between her and Alexa. So the match was okay. It wasn't great. And again, I'm not trying to be overly critical here. I'm just being honest. But I'm anxious to see what happens between Alexa and with Ronda Rousey. So match number nine of the night was AJ Styles defending his WWE Championship against Rusev. I picked AJ. AJ came out to be the winner here. And so I mentioned as well in that pre-show that I felt like this match was going to be surprising to people. I think it, I thought it was going to be good and that people would, uh, would be caught off guard with this one. And I feel like it, arguably it could have been the best match of the night. Anytime AJ Styles wrestles, it can take the show. And I'm thoroughly entertained by AJ Styles. And I was also very impressed with Rusev. So again, I think the two men worked great together, put up, put down a, a quality match. And notice what happened there with, with English, taking the turnbuckle off and that assisting the win for AJ by Rusev hitting his head on the exposed turnbuckle. Are we going to see a little animosity between English and Rusev now? Possible split up. I know that's been rumored for a while now, so we'll see how that turns out. But again... Liked the match a lot and was glad AJ retained. Can't wait to see who his opponent's going to be at SummerSlam. Hopefully he'll retain going into SummerSlam. And the final match of the night was Dolph Ziggler defending his Intercontinental Championship against Seth Rollins. I picked Dolph in this one, and of course he comes out the winner. i tell you what, I was really happy to see this start out lopsided like it did with Rollins going up 3-0. And then all of a sudden, here comes Ziggler. Big comeback. Ties it up. And then we eventually end up 4-4. Four to four. And I thought that was over. I thought that was it. It was a draw. And I like the fact that Angle come out there, add a little twist to it, sending it into overtime. Uh, and I thought that was the right thing to do. Of course, we got the distraction by McIntyre, assisting in the victory for Ziggler. And he goes on to retain the belt. I hope going into SummerSlam. What are we going to see here? Are we going to see a rematch? between these two guys, or are we going to see a new opponent for Ziggler? Comment below. 
Let me know who do you think is going to be the next opponent for Ziggler at SummerSlam for that Intercontinental Championship. Will we get a rematch? Will we get someone new? If we get someone new, who is it going to be? So I finished six and four in my predictions. Not bad. I'm above 500. I'll take it. So I thought it was an overall, I graded a B in terms of the pay-per-view. And again, I, I pride myself on not being overly critical. I'm not going to bash wrestlers. That's not what I do. It's not what I'm about. But I'm trying to be honest. If a match was fantastic, it was fantastic. If I don't think it was good, I'm going to tell you I didn't think it was good. If a pay-per-view was great, I'm going to tell you that. If I didn't think it was great, I'm going to tell you that as well. I just didn't think this one was great. Uh, but again, I'm looking forward to SummerSlam, one of the major pay-per-views of the year. Very, very excited about it. So that is my analysis. Those are my opinions about the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. If you agree or disagree, let me hear it. Comment. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you guys. Now let's go on to segment two of the show. Again, like I said earlier, these are some thoughts that have been bouncing around in my cranium for quite some time, and I need to air it out. Let's talk about it. I'll swing my chair at them, and let's just get this out there. So let's start out with topic number one, which is tag team wrestling. Okay, so we have a lot of great tag teams in professional wrestling today. So why do we see the tag team titles going around the waists of two single wrestlers? For example, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt. We almost saw it with Kane and Daniel Bryan. I feel like the tag team division is better than it has ever been, or I shouldn't say it's ever been, that it has been in a very long time. So if you go back to my, go to my website, again, that's cheershotstothecranium.com, go to my columns, read a column that I wrote about tag team resurrection. I feel like I made some great points in that. And so I was glad to see the Bludgeon Brothers pick this one up. Now, Argument can be made. Well, the Bludgeon Brothers were singles wrestlers at one time. However, you know, if you remember back to the day when they come in with Bray Wyatt, they were a tag team. So, again, I consider them a tag team in my eyes. But why does the WWE downplay tag teams at times? Now, if you look at NXT, they do a fantastic job of building tag teams. But then they get to the main roster, and they seem to get lost in the shadows. I don't understand that. So, stop putting single wrestlers together for a while. We have great tag teams, like I've said. Let them battle it out for the championships. Okay, And I think that everyone will be tremendously entertained by this. So build up these tag teams when they come to the main roster. Keep the championships on them. Okay? I think it's really important for the tag team division. It's in a... The, I think in the, one of the better places it's been in years. So I'd also encourage you guys, if you're a fan of tag team wrestling, again, go to my website, chairshotstothecranium.com. I did a greatest tag team tournament back during March Madness time frame. It was very entertaining, very fun to do. Had some great results. You'll see the brackets on there, and you'll see who the winners were in that tournament. So again, tag team wrestling, keep it between the tag teams. Let's build them up. Let's stop sticking them in the shadows when they get on the main roster. Agree or disagree? Comment below. Topic number two, the Raw and SmackDown dual-branded pay-per-views. 
I was a fan of the fact that they split this up. Why? Because I felt like it gave a lot of exposure to the abundant amount of talent on the roster. Now that we've had to co-brand it, I think it's limiting the exposure. Let's talk about some of the talent we did not see last night. Bobby Roode wasn't on there in terms of wrestling. Elias, Bailey, Sasha, Apollo Crews. All these guys, in my opinion, are fantastic wrestlers, fantastic talent. We didn't get to see them on the show last night. We don't know what the reasoning is, but in my opinion, I felt like it was just an overcrowded show. There's not a room. It's clearly not room for everybody on the show. So that's why I would like to see them go back to splitting off the pay-per-views. You have SmackDown. You have Raw. We already have NXT with their own pay-per-view, rightfully so. So why not have better variety and having pay-per-views for each brand? NXT is its own separate brand or should be or supposed to be. So SmackDown is supposed to be. Raw is supposed to be. They have their own respective championships. They have their own respective general managers. So, again, let's keep them separated. Let them come together on the majors. Again, the majors being the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Let them come together on those. I think that's wonderful, but keep them separated any other time. I just think it's important because we need to build, or they need to build, not we. I don't work for the WWE. They need to build talent by giving these men and women as much exposure as possible. And again, I think you get that with their own separate pay-per-views. Let's go on to topic number three. Have you ever shared your love for professional wrestling with somebody you knew, especially somebody you may have known for years? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I watched that too. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. And you're like, what? Where did this come from? Why did I not know that you were a wrestling fan before now? I call these people closet wrestling fans. So I am shocked at how many people I run into that I had absolutely no clue that they were a fan of professional wrestling. Oh, I like that too. Well, why didn't you say something? So, because yeah, I asked that question, I'm like, okay, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you tell me you were a fan of professional wrestling? Well, because I thought people would laugh at it. I thought people would think it was silly to talk about, and I, and I look at him, I was like, well, who cares? Well, because it's fake. Well, it's not fake. It's scripted, but it's not fake. Okay, that there's no difference in it being scripted. In the example, I love using this example. All right, you like to watch your favorite TV show on uh, whatever channel it is, and that show's scripted. Okay, so what's the difference? And you're thoroughly entertained by it. So the, the ending is predetermined. They know that before they go out on stage and start acting it, and that keeps you from watching it. So I, just, I love it when people tell me, oh, it's fake. You know that stuff's fake. Well, no, I didn't know that. Of course I do. But, you know, there's nothing fake about a chop across the chest. There's nothing fake about a moonsault to the outside of the ring. There's nothing fake about a chair shot to the cranium. There's nothing fake about slamming somebody onto a ladder. There's nothing fake about live promos that are not recorded ahead of time. It's off the cuff in front of millions. There's nothing fake about a leap off the top of a cage onto an announcer's table. That hurts. So, you know, for all you people that are listening out there that, that know someone possibly like this or you've encountered this 
or maybe you're listening to this secretly as a wrestling fan, come out of the closet and be proud that you're a fan of professional wrestling. It's a great form of entertainment. Don't let people tell you that it's silly. Don't let people tell you that it's fake. Who gives a crap? Enjoy it like I do. Love it like I do. Be proud of it like I am. I just think it's, I'm just amazed. And and this has happened to me a lot. I mean, this isn't just every now and again. I've run into so many people like this that just had no clue that they were a fan of professional wrestling. And I'm saddened by it. And I'm like, you know what? You and I could have been having these these wonderful conversations about the latest pay-per-view for years. But you never come out and told me. Well, maybe I'm at fault too. I guess I didn't come out and tell them that I was a fan. It just didn't come up. But everybody knows I'm a fan of professional wrestling. So anyway, had to get that out there. Comment below if you know somebody, if you've, if you've had that experience yourself. Okay, let's go on to topic number four, the Universal Championship. This is, of course, a very hot topic right now. Uh, why is it off of TV? Uh, you know, I, I've thought about this a lot. Is it because they maybe wanted to elevate the Intercontinental Championship, which I think they've done a fantastic job of doing. I think it deserves to be elevated. Uh, why they have it on Brock? Is it because he's a big, a big name and it, it makes that belt more relevant? I don't know. I feel like it would be more relevant if it was defended every single week and if it was on every single pay-per-view. Is creative just not a fan of this championship? Do they not know what to do with this championship? Do they not know how to write it in to storylines? So are, are they just are they stumped on this? I, you know, I don't know. So I, I you know I really enjoyed when I when Kevin Owens held the championship. I thought he did a wonderful job as the champion. I loved seeing it. And then of course he drops it to Goldberg, and you know Goldberg was on there for a while before WrestleMania. And of course we've barely seen it since Brock has held it. So I'm hoping we're going to see a change on this. We may not. Maybe that Brock Lesnar goes into into SummerSlam and defeats his opponent, keeps it all the way through the end of the year. You know, I don't know. Time will tell on that one. But I think the fans want to see that belt off of him. And again, I said this before in some past shows, it's nothing personal to Brock Lesnar. I would love to see Brock Lesnar on every single week. I'm a fan of Brock Lesnar. I think he's awesome. But he's clearly not going to he's clearly not going to do that. He's not going to be on television every week. He clearly is not going to show up for every pay-per-view either. So if that's not going to happen, let's please take that belt off of him. Let's start making it relevant and enjoying what I think is a great championship. Okay, let's go on to my final topic here that I want to swing my chair at. And that's Roman Reigns. So the question is out there. You know, why do they keep Roman Reigns as a babyface? He's getting so many boos. And people are just, I should say, the majority of the people are against him. And... People say, well, it's because uh, he's getting shoved down our throats and they want us to accept him as the guy. And I've said this before, and it's been said by many, that regardless of what you think, whether you love him or hate him, he's getting a reaction out of you. And that is very, very true. 
but I, I'm ready to see it go one way or the other. I'm ready to see either, either see him be a true baby face and be accepted by fans, which I don't think is happening, at least right now, or go heel. I'm ready for the heel turn. I want him to be a heel. You know, if you think back to the days of The Rock, when The Rock made his debut, he was a, a big-time baby face. Uh, fans were not for it after a while, doing the Die, Rocky, Die chants and Rocky Sucks chants. And I thought WWE did what they needed to do and did the right move by turning him heel, and it was the best thing they could have ever done for him. That, and he turned into a gigantic superstar, of course. So, again... I feel like it's time for Roman Reigns to go in to that heel role and embrace it, okay? I admit, he has all the tools. He has the look. I think he's had some, he has some great in-ring skills. I think he's great on promos. He's a great talent. He gets that reaction like we talked about. But turn him. See what happens. What do you have to lose at this point? That's what the fans want. And that's what you're here to do is to entertain those fans. Give them what they want. And I understand sometimes the fans don't know what they want. I'm guilty of, as a fan. Sometimes I want this. Sometimes I want that. But the majority of the fans want to see this guy as a heel. So, okay, let's just say this is going to happen. Let's say he's finally becoming a heel. How do you do it? How do you turn Roman Reigns Heal. It's got to be done the right way. So, I've got some some scenarios as again running through my cranium here. Does he turn on his shield buddies? Okay. Well, that's already been done. Seth Rollins did it. It worked great for Rollins. Do you do that again? They did get back together. Dean Ambrose has got to be coming back here soon. Put him together again. Let him flip flip on them. That's a possibility. Another thing. Everybody talks about how he's Vince McMahon's boy. All right, Vince wants to put him over. So why not bring in Mr. McMahon to put him over and to create even more distaste that he's finally getting out in front of people and say, you know what, yeah, I'm shoving him down your throat for a reason. All right, and here comes Roman Reigns out to the ring. They embrace they admit to everyone that they've had this lifelong friendship and they've had this plan and been working together in cahoots to get him over. Everything's going as planned or that was the plan. Fans are going to hate that. He's a legitimate bad guy at this point. Another possibility. What if you bring in The Rock at SummerSlam? The Rock is there to endorse his family member, Roman Reigns. He's there to put him over. Tell everybody that, you know, this is the guy. And then Roman turns on The Rock, claiming he's the best in the family. He's the best ever, not The Rock. So turn on The Rock, again, setting up the heel run that he would make. Again, you may be listening to this, it's like, you're crazy. All those ideas are completely stupid. What are you talking about? Again, they're just thoughts, all right? There's got to be some way to get him turned to a heel, and it needs to be in a way that makes him hate him, hate him even worse, or dislike, I shouldn't say the word hate, dislike him even worse than they do right now. And then go with it. If it lasts six months, if it lasts a year, if it lasts two, five years, whatever, this will 
I think, bring the Roman Reigns character to where it needs to be, ultimately being the guy and being maybe a huge uh, babyface. Again, you can agree or disagree with me. So those are my cranium thoughts for segment two, the final segment of this show. Again, I'd love to hear from you guys. This is why I do what I do, to entertain you and because I love professional wrestling. So comment below. Reach out to me uh, on Instagram, Twitter. It's chair, the number two, cranium. Again, chair, two, cranium on Instagram and on Twitter. This week I am doing or paying tribute to the greatest managers in professional wrestling. Last week I did the greatest rivalries in professional wrestling. So go in there, check it out. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Tell other people about me. I greatly appreciate that. I'm just trying to grow my followers. New to the Instagram, new to the Twitter thing. So please help me out there. It's much appreciated. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy day to sit down and take another chair shot to the cranium. It's much appreciated, more than you can possibly imagine. And I greatly appreciate your support. Thanks again. Have a good one.